Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Novias podcast with your hosts, Luis and Daniela. Before we dive right in, I want to talk about our Instagram. Make sure you guys are following us on our Instagram account at Novias Pod, where you guys can like our pictures, check out Daniela's polls and her questionnaires, where you guys can just give us your opinion. Um, we talked about this in our other episode of the podcast. But if you guys are interested in having a conversation with us, you know, you want to recap the shows with us, let us know. Hit us up. DM us. We'd like to think we're friendly people. We might curse. We <laughs> might be loud. But um, I think I'd have a, I, I think we'd have a great time having a conversation with you guys. Daniela, anything you want to say? Yes, especially with the recaps. If you guys are a fellow RuPaul fan or a fellow Housewives or reality TV show fan and you guys, I don't know, like want to give your two cents, maybe you yell at us if we give the wrong opinion. Um, you can definitely come on here. DM us at NoBSPod. Our DMs are fucking open. Okay, they're open to anybody. Um, you can also Venmo us. No, just imagine. Yeah, um, you guys can also give us some coins if you guys got them. But no, yeah, let us know. Hit us up. We'd love to have you guys on. But with that, I think we're going to dive right in. So this episode of Atlanta, what were your overall thoughts of it? It was... Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm just bored because... But a lot of fans are like, oh, no, because we need Nini. But you know, I'm bored because it's COVID. And I feel like we haven't gotten a lot. I love Atlanta because of the group environment, the group dynamic. And I feel like we haven't gotten a lot of that. Or, I mean, we spent like fucking five episodes in South Carolina. But <laughs> um, I feel like we haven't gotten like that traditional group dynamic where it's like, I love seeing them do so many extravagant things. And I feel like we can't have them do that right now because of covid so that's why i'm bored but this episode particularly i did get a little bored at the halloween party and overall i was very bored i had to skip which again it wasn't fallon's fault it was covid's fault like it i wasn't get ex- exactly i get exactly what you're saying where it's like we have we would definitely be having a lot more group scenes we obviously yes. have a lot more one-on-one scenes like it's just not the same you can't because of the restrictions like i get it you want to keep everyone safe but at the same time it's like a reality mm-hmm. tv show so we're still expecting the drama the exactly. fun and all that but i'm um, hopefully it comes comes to an end on a good note because as we know there's usually like let's say 18 17 episodes if i'm correct um with fucking with atlanta we usually they get like 20 22 yeah see so Something tells me this season might be a short one just because of COVID, yeah. but um, we'll see. Time will tell. Hopefully they keep it going because like you said, this was just kind of boring, but um, <laughs> let's on a good note, ladies of Atlanta. Let's just dive right in. So this episode starts off with Marlo's fashion showroom, Le Archive, if you will. Um, <laughs> so as we see, Fallon has already arrived. They're just kicking and Kenya arrives and right away Fallon's like, hey, I wanted you, I wanted to invite you to my Halloween party that I'm hosting and of course, for whatever reason, Marla's like, yeah, I can't go. And I, I want call me nosy. I was like, what is Marla doing on Halloween? Who is she? Exactly. <laughs> whose bones is she going to be all up on on Halloween? It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. But um, <laughs> Kenya says that she doesn't want to be disrespectful by showing up in a sexy costume, which just I'm surprised Bravo didn't throw shady flashbacks of her being disrespectful of other people's marriages and husbands. But um, another point that I want to make is that I found it ironic how she said she didn't want to be disrespectful towards the men. Mm-hmm. But clearly she wasn't mindful of being disrespectful towards people of culture because as we know, she dressed up as a Native American. And I'm sorry, Kenya, we're in the year 2021. If you're still making ignorant decisions on costumes, you need to get your life together because it was a whole mess. I know there's a lot that you have a lot to say, so we'll, we're going to leave it right now. We're going <laughs> to continue later. Um, Marlo likes to say that she's a fashionista. Do you think basically what I'm trying to say is do you yes. think it was a good decision for her to open up a showroom and basically allow people to rent her fashions her designer fashions yeah i think so i was like oh that seems like actually a lot of like she could make a lot of money but i mean it's covid who the fuck is gonna want used clothes right now like clothes that she's worn and then i have to get back (laughs) and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna rent another piece that someone else may have potentially worn already not just marlo that someone else has you know, so I don't know how successful this is going to be, but it's very, I agree with Kenya. This is very much up her lane because she does wear good pieces. I mean, I think she's up there with Erica Jane and fucking Dorit when it's to fashion. So I would rent it, just not right now. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate that this whole situation is all under COVID and it probably it's not the best timing, but it is what it is. Um, Kenya makes a shady remark and she's like, I don't know how I feel about some of these women barring or renting your clothes because then 
you know, they're just dirty and they're grimy. She's basically like calling them trash, essentially. I mean, this isn't it wasn't shocking, but it was just upsetting because it's like Kenya, you're I know there's levels to shade. To me, that was just a bitchy comment. I mean, was it necessary for her to say that? Why? Because they slept with Bolo, bitch. Like, didn't aren't you the one who called him out? Like, you're the one who wanted him to come out. Again, you spread your legs for him, bitch. So I don't know. There it is. <laughs> um, Marlo, then we seen her confessional. She basically questions Kenya's motives as far as their friendship goes. She's like, does she really want to be my friend? Is she trying to be shady? I don't know. Um, which I think right then and there just makes Portia's point that you need to be cautious and exactly. aware of her motives. Because if you're questioning it, I'm questioning it. We're all questioning it. Why are you? Because spoiler alert, spoiler alert, they're going to get into an argument about Kenya. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, clearly we all know she's shady. Watch her back. Um, Marlo then brings up the news about Latoya bringing up the alimony to the rest of the girls at the night at Nice. And Kenya is bothered. She is obviously upset because she feels like she's been betrayed. And I find it ironic or funny that Marlo didn't mention the fact that Drew and Portia basically defended her. Because as we, if we take a look back at that, Portia was like, you need to not, why are you telling us this? And then Drew was like, you need to watch what you say about your friend because this isn't okay. Like, I thought it was so shitty of Marlo. And this is where it's like, I'm reminded why I can't fully stand Marlo because <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She's a good Kiki, but she's still shady and not the funny kind of way. I don't know. How did you see this situation? No, I knew it too. When it happened, I was like, Marlo's going to go back. Portia and Drew are not going to fucking tell Kenya that Latoya said this, but I'm like, Marlo's going to go back and tell Kenya because they're BFFs now. I knew that she wasn't going to bring up Portia and Drew. And of course it bothered me when he was like, why is she going to go tell two bitches I don't like? And I'm like, okay, but those two bitches that you don't like, they were sticking up for you. Like, I mean, Portia even fucking said to herself, Latoya, I'm not going to church with you because if we get up to the fucking altar, you're going to be spreading my business now too. And it's just, like these two bitches that you're fucking making these comments about and you're saying, I wouldn't rent my clothes to them. They're the ones defending you. And your homegirl Candy is even the one spreading your business with Latoya. So maybe go to Candy and Latoya first before you before you get upset about it. Yeah, the fact that she was like ragging on these girls who these quote unquote bitches who she hates, yeah. like the irony because they're the ones defending you. <laughs> and I hope this is brought up at the reunion because this is just giving Drew and Portia more ammo to come at Kenya because Kenya likes to talk reckless. Sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's just talking out of her ass. And this is, yeah. I'm like slurring my words. I promise I'm not drunk. This is a situation where Kenya was wrong. Just hopefully she can admit that she's wrong, but that never tends to happen. But moving on, we see Drew with her mom, you know, Pastor Jeanette, love her. Um, So she's talking to her mom about going to New Orleans because her agent is setting up jobs for her because as we know drew's trying to get back into the acting game hopefully she gets gigs in here here and there but um <laughs> her mom brings up her family because another reason why drew wants to really go to new orleans is because her family is from there and she wants to get to know her ancestors her mom's parents and all of that this was not an uncomfortable situation but i did feel bad because it's brought to the audience's attention that her mom is actually adopted which i didn't know that i mean how could we know that they, they haven't, you know, gone into the mom's life. Um, the, mom, the mom also lets the viewers know that she was um, adopted by white people. So that right then and there, it kind of threw me for a loop. And something that she said that, I'm not going to start crying. Something that she said that really, like, stuck with me. Once you're adopted, you become who adopted you. And I feel like, obviously, she's, she has so much love for her adopted, uh, her parents. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like Drew really wants to know. I mean, she made it a point to be like, I want to know your biological parents. I want to know your biological grandparents. And the mom yeah. wasn't having it. What did you make of that? I felt bad just because the mom maybe the trauma there. Like, who knows? Maybe it was a closed adoption. Maybe it was an open adoption. And she did know her biological family and they didn't want to know her maybe. And so that's why she's like apprehensive. But I felt bad for Drew because it she wants to know her history like she just wants to know where she comes from and especially in new orleans like if her family's from new orleans you already know that's deep history right there that's rich history that she could potentially like learn about but i feel bad for both of them i think drew was trying to be as respectful as possible and i think the mom like there was a point um where like the mom like there 
I felt like her mom wanted to tell her, like, shut the fuck up already. No, like, yeah, she. De- I got the same vibe. She definitely <laughs> wanted to shut it down ASAP. She's yeah. like, we're not doing this. She wanted to pull a Denise and was like, bravo, bravo, bravo. We're not fucking yes. doing this right now. But um, I get what you're saying where, like, if I was in Drew's position, I want to know about my ancestors. I want to know about my history, especially, like you said, down in New Orleans. Like, that, I mean, come on. Yeah. But I guess she has to be respectful and mindful of her mom because, like you said, it is there's i'm sure there's trauma there so it's a whole sticky situation hopefully when they go to new orleans she's able to figure it all out after that we see cynthia and mike and i'm sorry the award for cringy couple goes to them because they like Um, i always say it love is love and i'm here for love we love it we love to see it but they're just they're on a whole nother level of cringy awkward i mean what did you make of the scene Cynthia and Mike, in general, even before they were married, I always felt like, why the fuck are you guys doing this on camera? Why the fuck are you, like, almost about to bang her on camera? Like, what is happening right now? But even after they're married, I just knew they were going to go fucking level 300. I was just like, oh, my God. Can you guys just back the fuck up? We get it. You're fucking married. Gosh, you're the chills now. Like, Like, Cynthia was over here being like, you look different. She's like, I don't know. You look different. You have, like, a wedding glow. It's like, Ma'am, he didn't just give birth. There's no pregnancy glow. There's no wedding glow. You need to stop. We get it. (laughs) I know we get it. He just piped you down five minutes before the camera started rolling. We get it. Y'all are in love. (laughs) But um, so they're talking. They hang out for lunch, which it's weird. Whenever these housewives and house husbands, they have like a scene outside. I always like Mm -hmm. to stare at the people in the background because I know I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Like, do these people not know that they're taping right now? Like, I don't know. I'd be freaking out. And I know they can't like interrupt the scene. I don't know. I always... I'm weird like, to like, I stare at the people in the background. I don't give my consent to be on camera. Please blur me out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, they're just having a croissant, having a nice smoothie when Drew calls. And Drew calls them to basically her, let her know that, you know, her agent has been working on some things. And she wants to do over the girls trip that they had in South Carolina. So Cynthia is super excited. Um, Mike makes a little joke talking about how is Bolo going to go? Bolo better not be oh, there. And it just kind of ends there. What did you make of this quick little scene? First of all, Cynthia, rude that you fucking answered your phone while you're on a date with your husband. Bitch, like, you guys talk about so much. Oh, I love you. Look at your little glow. Look at your little glow. And you answer a fucking FaceTime? Like, it's not that important. I mean, they were out for a croissant. I don't think it was that much of a date. Like you said, he had just Um, slapped them cheeks before, so she was already good. (laughs) But I loved Drew's shade. And I know people are like, oh, but you guys don't like Kenya's shade. I can have my opinion. Okay, goodbye. And my opinion is I don't like Kenya. I like Drew's shade where she was like, yeah, I'm going to show you guys how to be a good host, like, especially Kenya, you know, like, I'll, I'll extend an invitation to her, and Ralph got us a private jet, like, for all of us, and I was like, yes, bitch, you throw that shade, you throw that little shade, Drew. A lot of people, I'm like, what is this double standard? Why don't you guys like it when Drew sh- throws shade, but every other fucking woman can throw shade about her, they can talk about her wigs, and her marriage, and her singing, but she can't throw shade? I thought it was funny. So I love that part. That was my favorite part. Yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I see those tweets when I like follow the tag or I look at the tag. Um, Everyone's quick to call Drew thirsty. I feel like if you're a newbie and you have an opinion, you're considered thirsty. Now exactly. it's like, no, these women like to talk about each other. That's the whole premise of the show. So if Kenya can say whatever the fuck she wants, Drew can as well. Get over it. <laughs> so then we go back to Drew and Ralph and they're having a conversation about Josiah's biological father uh, you know, reaching out to him, wanting to have a relationship mm-hmm. with him, because as we know, he, I guess, went to jail before Josiah was even born. That in itself is a whole conversation we can dwell into, but we're not going to. Um, <laughs> Drew's hesitant because she doesn't want to push anything on her son. But at the same time, Josiah, he's getting older. I mean, at this point, he's mm-hmm. nine. So I feel like he should know. I don't know. It's it's even touchy, like for me to talk about, because I don't know what the kid has been through. I don't know what the relationship that drew had with him like how all that went down but um drew wants to open it up because as of recent he's been trying to reach out to him and she's hesitant i like how ralph did what every stepfather should be doing and like he he i feel like he took a step back and said hey i think since he's reaching out there should be some type of relationship maybe he might not be as receptive because like you said like how they were saying Ralph is the only father that he's known. Like, yeah, he's met his biological father, but Ralph is his dad, basically. And mm-hmm. they talked to the poor kid. And I say poor because it's like he it was very apparent that he was uncomfortable. He did not want yeah. to be there. He wanted to eat sushi, which same. <laughs> um, 
I'm glad the pastor was there because I feel like she was kind of being the, not the mediator, but the, she was like kind of there to make sure that the kid was comfortable and that Drew was being her point across. Um, after asking him and kind of, I feel like honestly, they were persuading him. Like they were trying to convince him that he should talk to his dad. He was like, well, I don't really care about him. And well, maybe I don't want to talk to him. What did you make of this whole awkward conversation? It was just so awkward. I feel bad for him when she was like, you actually have two dads. And he was like, it was like a girl, like, first of all, I understand the whole thing of having this conversation on camera. I just felt so bad for him because he's going to grow up and he's going to look back and be like, I just had that whole fucking awkward conversation on camera. Like, how embarrassing. I hope that in the future we see that he does have a relationship with his dad. I just felt so bad for him. Like, it was obvious he was like, okay. I don't give a fuck about my other dad. Like Ralph's my only dad. I just, oh gosh, it was just cringe. It was awkward. I don't really, that's really all I have to say. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I know we have our opinions on lots of things, but in this situation, it's like, we can't really say what's best for Ralph yes. or Drew for the most important kid in the situation. For Josiah. Josiah. Yeah. Like it's so, and like you said, he's nine. It's a whole lot. Hopefully for the <laughs> sake of Josiah, everything goes smooth and yes. whatever's best for him happens. We'll just say that. So it's the night of Fallon's party. And before we start, I want to play a little game. Let's play best dressed, worst dressed. I'll let you go first. I think we're going to pretty, our opinions are going to align because, you know, it always happens that way. But in your opinion, (laughs) give us your best dress and your worst dressed. Okay, best dress. Um, You might get this one. But Latoya, I loved her dead mermaid look. I thought. She and told- thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Are you? I mean, I'm not gonna. I like finish. That's my fucking opinion, but whatever. And worst dress, fucking Kenya. Stupid. I mean, like, same. Ass. You fool. You clown. Kenya, you're a clown. Um, worst dress. Obviously, we'll we'll go into a little more later. Um, was Kenya simple as that best dressed i'm actually gonna have to go with fallon fallon with the makeup with the corset okay. she looked pretty she looked cute it was a yeah. it was a whole aesthetic going on um <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed her costume but um i want to talk about something happy before we go into the negative so right away we see all the ladies arriving they're all getting scared are you a, are you a light scare do you get scared easily yes i get i would fucking piss my pants you don't want to see me halloween hot <laughs> Yeah, so we have her assistant outside and she's just telling everyone, enter at your own risk. And I'm like, girl, bye. And then you just see people coming at people sideways. They're just like screaming. I was like, oh, see, I'm the type to like, I'm a big bitch, but I'm a scary bitch. Like, I will easily get scared. I will scream. I will punch. I don't know. Same. Um, so yeah, right away, Drew calls out Kenya's costume out. She calls it problematic. I mean, she says it's cultural appropriation and that's what it is. Now, since we brought it up, we're just going to, say what we got to say yeah on twitter she went ahead and said that this is a part of her culture and so it wasn't appropriating (laughs) it was appreciation and i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say what kenya is but what i do find ironic is that i don't know is this the first time we're hearing about this like her culture and i know it's i know people are not like me where culture i don't know i don't want to say culture is not a big thing for her but it's like why are we just hearing about this now I know she's I know why we're hearing about this now so that she can have an excuse about why she did this she knows she's wrong it's 2021 we all know you should not be fucking dressing up as um fucking Native Americans you should not be dressing up as geishas you know you shouldn't be dressing up as these these people like you know you shouldn't be dressing up as um sexy Pocahontas or like you couldn't be Cinderella bitch she's couldn't be Tiana you couldn't be Snow White like what where i think it's funny and i want you guys to all i'm getting a little a little political here not even political but i want you guys to all think about why we all have a certain percentage of native american or indigenous in us and why we all have a certain percentage of um african-american or african blood in us i want you guys to all think about that why do we have all a percentage of that what kind of um malicious things happen to these cultures because of colonizers like where how could we have gotten that heritage that blood passed down to us please think about that so when kenya says oh no it's part of my culture i'm like like one three hundred cherokee that's why i could wear this you did not you don't know 
what Native American people go through now. You've never lived through that. Just like I can't say I've ever lived through anything that they go through. Just like they can't say they've ever lived anything I've gone through. We can't speak for Native American people. So I'm like, bitch, you are not. That's a cop-out everybody uses. That's a cop-out Kelly Dodd used. That's a cop-out Monique used. That's a cop-out Luann from New York used. These people, I just, I can't. I'm, I'm rambling. You go ahead. No, I get it. Ex- I mean, like I said, you it's just you took the words right out of my mouth. Like it, it made perfect sense what you're saying. And before we move on from that, Drew, it's it's funny. And this is not, I'm not trying to make a point here, but I think it's funny uh-huh. how the women who basically called her out for her costume choice, it just happens to be the women we love. Like, I mean, you guys get on the right team because Portia also made it a point to say, I thought we weren't doing this anymore. Why aren't you seeing that this is wrong? Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Just bravo, Andy. Somebody better fucking call her out at the reunion. I'm waiting for this. I think in general, and this is why I say that fans of Kenya can be delusional. And I'm not even, I'm actually as opposed to you, I'm actually upset at Drew and Portia because why the fuck are you guys so loud in your confessionals, but in person, you can't say something. Oh, because she's going to get mad? Boo-hoo. You're going to ruffle her feathers? Boo-hoo. But I don't care. I'm going to say something. So I am a little upset at them that they didn't fucking say anything. And none of the ladies, like Kenya was fucking, I mean, Cynthia was fucking complimenting her. Like, why are you guys tiptoeing around her? You know what she's doing is fucking whack. Say something. And maybe... And maybe they're, I don't want to say they're, well, yeah, let's call it what it is. Maybe they're ignorant to the fact, but maybe at the same time, it's like, that's not an excuse. Like, at this point, I feel like you guys should all know that we this conversation know. has been held, has been happening. So do better. I'm waiting for this conversation to happen at the reunion. Hopefully they get her together because that is not okay. Exactly. Not exactly. okay. After that, we see Latoya arrive in her apparently beautiful getup, according to you. But um, anyway, that's besides the point. In her little mermaid broken down, um, broke mermaid outfit. Love that for her. And she comes in hot right off the bat. She's like, yeah. Fallon is over here complimenting her outfit. Meanwhile, she's like, but are you going to get those drinks hot? Are you going to get those drinks hot and ready? Are you the drinks? Where Are you going to serve yeah. me? And Fallon, you could tell, is like kind of taken, like she, she's taking it back. She's like, what is this attitude? Where are you coming from? Like, what the heck? And Latoya's just going in. I'm like, did she drink before this? Is she on? Like, what happened? Because not only is she talking about who's going to serve me, she's like, where's the maid? She says, this I'm is a nice you. house. Is this what dating a 65-year-old gets you? Um, Fallon is from the hood. She came up. Like, what? Sometimes I'm like, do you know what's coming out of your mouth? And it's obvious she does. But sometimes I'm like, you don't take anything seriously. You're, you just speak out of your ass. Like, what, what did Fallon say? Did we not catch something that Fallon said to you? Like, because when the fuck am I going to go into someone's house? who they invited me to their fucking house. They were extending a good fucking invitation. And I'm going to be disrespectful to them. Where's your maid? You're rich, aren't you? Rich people have maids. Yeah, and I don't know if this is like, uh, because we're freaking regular folk, but (laughs) whenever I go to someone's house for the very first time, Honestly, not only am I aware of what's like, I try to be super like, be on my best behavior, bitch. Like, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want, and right off the bat, she's like, where's your maid? Who's going to serve me? Like, yeah. It's just disrespectful Bitch. to say the least. It's it's messy behavior. And Drew, Drew has lots of opinions, and you guys not might not like that, but I like how um she came and just as hot as Latoya because Latoya made it a point to be like, I love how me and Drew have this hate love relationship, like blah blah blah. And then they talk about how after the night at Nice, apparently Drew took her home, like she had her mm-hmm. driver take her home. She went to her house and everything. And I like how Drew was basically trying to defend herself, but more than anything, she was trying to make it clear that I only give what you what you give mm-hmm. and she also talks about how she would never want to let anyone get her or messed up because apparently she was super drunk and yeah. i don't want to make this a whole monique had four drink situation where it's like it's not really a problem yeah and they're just trying to make it a thing but clearly if she's drinking and she's getting messy i don't know i feel like she should have a limit on drinks it's obvious i mean they have multiple comments like i never see you sober is there something underlying there? There's something else. There's happening. just something okay. going. There's something brewing there. Hopefully we'll see it. <laughs> we then see Latoya and Kenya have a conversation about their friendship. And people on Twitter were not happy. They were like, is this, are they married? Are they fucking on the low? Why are they so, like, why are they so hard for each other? Like, what is happening right here? But anyways, 
Latoya feels like she's being ignored and left in the dark, and Kenya feels like she is hurt and betrayed. Um, Latoya basically explains that the reason why she brought it up, the whole alimony thing, was because she felt like she was defending her against Shami, against Drew, against Portia. Yeah. And Kenya, this is where Kenya gets upset. She's like, don't raise your voice at me. I hate that shit. Don't fucking raise your voice at me. And to me, I just found it funny. I'm currently laughing because... <laughs> Kenya of all people wants to tell someone to not raise their voice what did you make of their conversation and two seconds later she's raising her voice I was like Latoya I'm not your biggest fan bitch I can't fucking stand you you're like you're truly the best bitch I've ever seen but um I was like why are you letting her talk to you like you're a kindergartner like you're not her daughter you're her friend. If my friend ever fucking told me, don't ever raise your voice at me. Bitch, we're not fucking friends. I'm unfriending you. I'm blocking you. I'm deleting your fucking number. Block, I'm delete, not, unfollow. It's you're a- not my mom to fucking tell me, don't fucking raise your voice at me. Like, what the fuck? You know, it's funny when you said that, the first thing that I thought of was season six reunion when, I'm sorry, you guys might hate her, but Miss <laughs> Southern Belle Phaedra was like, you can't yell at me. You're not my mama. You're no one's mama. <laughs> I'm sorry. As much as you guys probably dislike her, Phaedra knew how to read a girl, and oh, I miss like, that so much. She's the only one who could shut Kenya up, too, sometimes. Fuck. God, we need somebody like Phaedra up in here. Um, no, yeah, I didn't fucking, their whole conversation, I was like, Latoya, I'm telling you, Latoya's drunk, she's high, something's up, or maybe the bitch just has a bad attention span, because she did not know what the fuck was happening. She was like, Kenya, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was it was just oh, messy. Yeah. Um, I like how her reasoning for getting loud was uh, it's because I'm I'm trying I'm trying to daddy and it's like oh my god stop using that as an excuse. I'm the, Mexican, that's why I talk with my hands. I know I'm a fucking bitch. I'm loud because I'm Mexican. Sorry, it is what it is. It's not it's not okay. After that, Portia arrives and I like how they clown on her for her joke and she and her confessional is like, well, I'm glad I got a an outfit from Party City because there's like two of us here, like. But it's like at the same time, it's a COVID party. So what do you expect? I mean, yeah, Fallon, put some music on maybe. Like, don't just have us sit around. I mean, Shamia had us do Jenga, bitch. Like, why can't you have us do Jenga? Exactly. So they're kind of doing this back and forth between the party and the conversation outside. Latoya says that the only reason why she brought up the whole alimony thing was because Candy had talked about it already. And she was kind of, not only she's deflecting, but she was throwing Mm -hmm. Candy under the bus. Because as we saw, Candy was talking about the alimony thing to her not to the rest of the girls so why did she feel like that was gonna be i don't know what did you think of that latoya she's honestly i'm gonna try and give her the benefit of the doubt like does she know when she's spilling this like when she's throwing somebody under the bus or when she's spilling someone's tea for them like does she know what's happening or is she just speaking out of her ass like do you get me do you get me yeah and and more than likely she's just talking out of her ass um yeah and then, as I mentioned previously, um, Latoya says that the reason why she brought up the whole alimony thing was because she was defending Kenya. And this is where Kenya completely loses it. And she's like, why? you're saying it, but why would you have to defend my behavior? My, my behavior never needs defending over those tramps, over those bitches. And oh she's just God. letting the other girls have it. And she really <laughs> has, like, disdain and hatred towards Portia, Shamia, and Drew. Like, what is this? I'm like, what's so bad about them? I don't know. I was like, I don't see anything bad about them. <laughs> but anyways they finally wrap up the conversation because they just kind of scream at each other and then they come back to join the rest of the ladies and Portia's like where were you guys at like what and Kenya's like oh well we had to take a detour we went a dip in the pool and then Portia this is why this is why we love her because she's so quick with it she's so witty and she's like well you took a dip in the pool but your hair's not wet so what else got wet <laughs> and you could tell Kenya was trying so hard to not laugh I mean yeah. come on now like just laugh you know Portia's funny like why is she like this Kenny you know you have a hard on for fucking Latoya we get it we see Latoya explaining to Portia the conversation that she had with Kenya outside and Portia's lost she's like well what's the issue here and Latoya's like well I brought up the alimony that upset her I brought up the kiss that upset her and again Portia's like okay so what does this have to do with me I'm not doing anything to offend her to I'm not shading her like why is this an issue and that conversation shortly wraps up because Latoya comes out. And as soon as she comes out, Latoya gets up and just storms off. And this part got messy. I was, it took me back to Beverly Hills where Brandy and Kyle and yes. Kim are outside while the husband is looking through the garage door. It was just messy. <laughs> oh my God. 
so at this point fallon and latoya are just screaming at each other fallon is like fallon comes out and she was like you can tell she was already upset at latoya and latoya is just twirling like this is a mini kenya she's like dancing from her car yeah from her car um i I didn't this is where i was lost least because i was like okay why are you still throwing shade fallon didn't say anything to you when she came out she just wanted to know why you guys were still there or why you were still there so i was very lost i was like where why is um latoya acting this way or like why is she because i mean i'm not making excuses for kenya but sometimes with kenya it's like when she's twirling or when she's acting a fucking fool it's like oh you already <laughs> know that it's because they had a conversation or because she was provoked or because she saw something she didn't like or something but with latoya it was like why are you acting this way like what's happening yeah, it, was, it was it was very <laughs> odd um i mean at this point they're just arguing they're just these are some of the comments they said she said keep it in your mouth bitch fallon talks about how she's had three kids and of course latoya's like by three baby daddies she talks about how she's trying to keep it up because he's old keep it in your mouth bitch like they were just coming yeah. really hard for each other so this is a comment that upset everyone fallon tells latoya who are you talking to trini and apparently again bravo is shady the editors are shady apparently the reason why fallon called her that or referred to her as that was because latoya had referred to fallon as ching chong yeah which i mean it doesn't make it right neither comment is right here like they're both in the wrong but but why was latoya's comment not here do you get me yeah and why was she coming in so hot like she was bothered She's bothered. I'm telling you, she like came in unprovoked, even in the beginning when she was like, oh, you don't have a maid. Where's my drink? Where's your maid? It's like unprovoked. <laughs> Do you get me? And it was kind of like, what the hell? Like, what's happening right now? Why are we, ma'am? Like, this is a fucking Denny's. Like, why are you like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, we see a bunch of back and forth between the late, the part. I see the part even was just them sitting there talking to each other <laughs> and the girls outside and it just cuts to Fallon running across the kitchen to try and get a golf club because she is fed up with Latoya. At this point, she wants to hit yeah. her car, hit her. I don't know. Luckily, Shamia gets up. Producers get up. Simon, her husband, gets up and they kind of just stop and they diffuse, it to, diffuse the situation. The rest of the girls are like, uh, this is awkward. We're in this lady's house. She's already upstairs. We got to go. So the party, unfortunately, wrapped up real quick. And that basically ends there. Like, that's where the episode ends. What did you what did you make of the final scene? Like, no one cares about why Fallon's upset. We're just going to leave. Like, she invited you into her home, whatever, her party, whatever, quote-unquote party was boring. None of you are going to check on her. None of you are going to say, Fallon, are you okay? You're just going to dip? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because... I think... Oh, sorry, continue. No, no, no. Oh, well, no. I think I was very confused why they skipped over everything. I was like, how are we just going to go from one point to another? And now she's coming in, grabbing her fucking golf club. Wait, are you guys editing this out? Like, that's what bothered me. Yeah, I think it has, it has to do a lot with that comment, with that Ching Chong comment, because if they would have shown that, it would have explained why Fallon was very much upset. They at least... So, yeah. And okay. it's funny because you know how I watch this, you know, religiously? I And I watch their every move when it's filming. I remember yeah. the day after this party happened, Fallon, at this point, I was already following her because I knew she was going to be a part of the show. Yeah. Her and Simon got on Instagram Live and they talked about how they had never been more disrespected. Something had gone down while taping. So I knew something was coming. I didn't know it was going to be this whole situation. Yeah. See, now I want her to get a peach, you know? I feel like let her disappoint us when she's full-time i know people are like oh i don't see the hype bitch she's pretty she's rich and she's got an old husband she's everything we've ever wanted okay yeah she has the the it factor to be a perfect housewife but um (laughs) the last comment about the episode was i might be you know i'm reaching here but what was the whole candy situation when can i know you probably didn't even notice it you didn't think twice about it but when candy was leaving she was just like move move get out of my way i gotta go like was that yes like, i was, was like is rude? she talking to production is she talking to who's she talking to yeah i think she I was, was like is she upset now too is everybody upset? <laughs> is she angry I, I think she was talking to production and the cameraman i think she didn't want it to be a bigger situation than it was i feel like that that was her reasoning for being upset but it, at the same time why are you yelling at people telling them move like you're she filming auntie like bitch let us have the drama let production get in your way <laughs> 
exactly but that wraps up that episode um then the next episode we see that they're finally going to i guess this is their second cast trip even though they're kind of like you know they're not flying internationally so they're not going anywhere but um (laughs) we see a conversation held between portia and marlo as far as kenya goes and you can see that they're both upset i don't know if you noticed it but marlo pulls out her crocodile tears like there was no tears in there i don't know why she's trying to overreact there was none just like in spain when she like hit her with a fan exactly and then we also see drew distributing the keys to their rooms and candy's upset i'm sorry kenya's upset because she's like give me my key i'm not going to degrade myself by shaking my ass meanwhile she's splitting it open for bolo in south carolina she's a she's such she's such a joke I don't know. I still can't help <laughs> But yeah, for the hundredth time that wraps up that episode, let's dive right into Drag Race. Ooh. Oh, God. we talked about Atlanta for like an hour. So we're going to try to make this quick because not only was this a boring episode, it wasn't that entertaining. Um, so the episode starts off and Denali has just left. Sad, sad, sad. I mean, at this point, should we Here. even recap the rest of the season? <laughs> um, they're all just kind of sad. And Yudika is happy because she wins her first challenge. And they talk about how they all basically chose Olivia to go home. And Olivia's like, I'm fine. Like, I didn't take it to heart. You guys are my sisters. And Candy calls bullshit. She's like, no, why are you not upset? We all said your name. Be that diva that we know you are. What did you what did you think of that? Because she doesn't want to be candy. Like, mind your fucking business. Not everyone has to take offense to every fucking comment. God, she's too much. <laughs> yeah, I was her? thinking, well, I guess I was just like, let her be. Like, why is it upsetting you that she's not upset? Exactly. Are we like, gonna just get because upset you got upset because one person said your name? Like, <laughs> you're not the same person. Relax. Moving on. So the mini challenge of this episode is, are you smarter than the pit crew? So they ask them a bunch of different Drag Race trivia questions. And Candy wins. Did you? I know this is your first season. There's no way you would have known the answers to any of these questions, right? No. You're like, you're <laughs> like who is this bitch? Why are we talking about them? What is for the this? math one. <laughs> oh, exactly. There you go. We love you. Good at math. So Rue comes in and he tells them that the main challenge this week is to make their own soda. They have to design the can, direct it, have a 45-second commercial, and create a jingle. Before it even started, who did you think was going to do well? And who did you think was going to do bad? I knew Rosé was going to do well because she's a singer. Um, I thought Olivia was going to do well. And bad, I thought it would be... Um, I actually thought Candy and Utica were going to do bad. But I don't know why Candy. I don't know why. Just, because of just wishful thinking. <laughs> um so they all just start getting ready. They're planning out their storyboard, telling each other's plans. And I like how they're all delusional. They're like, I'm excited. I'm great. We're all going to do super, super great. And that yeah. wasn't the case. Um, we see a video message pop up from Jada Essence Hall, which was season 12's winner. Um, she basically is just there to give them advice. What did you make of her popping up on the screen? Um, was she the one that people didn't want to win? Well, here's the thing. Here's, she's the one that I didn't want to win. Um, last season, oh, okay. spoiler alert, um, <laughs> she won with three wins and Gigi Good lost with four wins so it kind of oh. track record feelings everyone kind of felt like she was robbed but i mean okay. to each her own she won what did you make of her advice did was it helpful or was it just nonsense i was like okay thank you no, just uh, i felt like whenever they have someone and they're asking questions i'm like you guys they're not gonna give you like they're not gonna give you a nitty-gritty answer they're not gonna tell you how to win like, yeah, I they're going to give you generic advice that could be applied to any competition show or exactly. just in life in general. Try your best exactly. to be yourself and you'll succeed. But I guess they got to have some happy moments in the show, right? <laughs> so they show them getting ready for the commercial. And these are just some of the queens getting ready. Tina is all over the place. She keeps making the same joke, the same mistake, gets boring quick. Rosé is making them laugh. She's clearly doing well. I found this part interesting that when it's Olivia's turn to record a commercial, she comes on set with a big bouncy haired uh, I mean wig and a small purse and she's like I'm gonna try to do well for this branding challenge because in the last one I I fucked I like I got fucked over yeah and I was like so you had this mindset here but when you were putting Denali in drag you didn't think to give her a small bag your typical yeah bouncy hair I, I was just like are you, I was like were you trying to set Denali up like if you know this is your brand why didn't you do this last week exactly I mean want to give you the benefit of the doubt but i was like very much bitch where was this hair what was this flirty little outfit you know we then see simone doing it and she's just being herself i think because simone is naturally funny she excels in challenges like this where it's just being yourself and selling your brand and then make i wrote that make looked good like everything was put together it was good choice of outfit the hair but she's just sloppy 
like throwing water she on herself. Know what the fuck, yeah, she didn't know what the fuck was happening. I don't even think, even though she said she was like, "Oh no, I know what my brand is." I don't think she fucking knew. She didn't know. Even as she said it aloud, she didn't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, which is like kind of a like a not a staple, but something you should know before going on the show because you know they're gonna have challenges like this, and you know you need to represent in the best light. So you need to know what your brand is, and if you don't know and you can't say it, you need to go back home and figure that out. So they're all just getting ready for the runway and they talk about how good they did. They're like, I did great. You're amazing. I'm amazing. And they're just all delusional. Mix it at best. They're all delusional. Um, and they talk about their brand as far as it relates to being at home. Tina says she's a comedian. Rose also says she's a comedian. And they're both kind of just roasting each other. And I just wanted to scream at the TV and say, you guys are both cringy comedians. Like, you're not funny. You guys are the same person. Why exactly. don't you get that? Candy then, it's funny because whenever they have conversations at the mirror, it's always like lighthearted and then they go in deep and then they're sad and then they're like crying by the end of it. Yes. So Candy then brings up the fact that she basically was, um, she was attacked. Candy says that on set and being at Drag Reeks has helped her become mm-hmm. a lot more open and vulnerable. Whereas in New York, she's kind of just, she has a hard exterior. She's really like loud mm-hmm. and obnoxious. But one thing she did mention that I feel like we should talk about because it was such a contrast. Like I said, they were laughing, kicking, and then she basically was crying. Um, She talked about how she was bashed for being gay and how she was attacked. She said mm-hmm. that when she was younger, I think it was elementary or was it junior high? I think she said like middle school. Yeah. She said that she was attacked and they broke her arm. Like she had to get surgery and she shows her scars, which I was like, it was upsetting because it's like, why are they like, what? Where's the logic in this? That was so sad. I was like, it's, you saw a different side of candy. It was sad. And I was like, what the fuck? And you think about, damn, like all these queens have probably gone through similar experiences. So sad. I was like, what the fuck? So it kind of explains why she has this exterior. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, she has that guard up. Because, I mean, she she was attacked at a young age. It's like traumatizing for her. It it was like, I don't know how to move on from that. It was just like, eek. It was a sad moment. It was, yeah. Eye-opening for us with Candy. After that, we see Rue on the main stage. And category is Beast Couture. I'm just going to quickly go over their outfits and what they wore. So Yudiga comes out in this long black wig um, and this big fur dress thing. I don't know how to explain it, but it had lots of tails on it. What did you make of that? Yes. Giving me Beauty and the Beast vibes. Okay, queen. Candy comes out in this alien bodysuit type thing, and she's carrying a purple alien. When I think of Beast, I don't think of aliens. So it, yeah. I feel like it didn't fit. I agreed with Michelle. I was like, where's the Beast? <laughs> Tina comes out in this Beast outfit made up of like different toys and animals it's basically like stitched together and she's carrying large scissors i thought it was all right it wasn't i wasn't getting beast i was getting more like toy i don't like know like animal yeah yeah simone comes out in this box outfit and i was like what am i looking at i had to like after looking <laughs> at the what is it called the the blogs on instagram everyone said that she yeah. was using furry vibes so i was like <laughs> i get that it makes sense i was like okay zootopia come through <laughs> <laughs> oh no um we then see got mick and i don't really know how to explain hers but she was like a purple monster with big eyes and a big mouth yeah i another one that i was like where's the beast in it that looks more but it was like sea monster like sea beast maybe you know what i was thinking um i think and this could be the case it could it, it might not be but um i've said this in the past where they the queens get a list of what they're gonna bring to the runway but I think in this situation, it was um, switched up last minute. Like, I feel like this could have been, the category could have been monster, monster yeah. or whatever. And then for TV, they switched it to beast. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of them weren't beast. Yeah. Olivia comes out in this blue furry Yeti thing. She looks like Monsters, Inc. Uh, Sully. Like, did you get that as well? Or Yes. I was like, Mike, what's that? <laughs> People were saying that uh, he was Mike. Wait. Is he Mike? Which one is uh, he? Uh, Candy was Mike and uh, Olivia was Sully. Yeah, exactly. That's what Candy. I was trying to say. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Um, we see Rosé and she comes out in this red bodysuit type thing. And she's like a troll with her big ears. She looked like a devil troll. Yeah. She looked like the trolls from uh, like the, the dolls, the trolls. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on to the actual commercials. I just wrote for Utica. It was cringy. And the yeah. can, her soda was called Uticaan. I mean, do we need to talk about it? It was a mess. It was a mess. Candy's commercial, it was, I expected that from her. Like, she gave her her typical candy attitude, loud, outgoing, those 
typical jokes. It was all right. Yeah. Tina's was very one no. It didn't go anywhere. She just kept yelling, hell yes, hell yes. And it was just cringe. These are the types of episodes where I'm like, can we fast forward? Because they don't give us anything. Yeah, these commercials were not it. <laughs> like I said earlier, Simone did very well because she was she's naturally funny. Like the way she yeah. says things, her, I don't know, like her her attitude when going into challenges, it's just lighthearted and she's just trying to have fun and it comes yeah. across. Like we see that. Got Mix was forgettable. Um, She just kept trying to be lewd and crude and like funny yeah. and crass. It was just cringy again. It didn't, it didn't do it well. Like, oh, are we still Paris Hilton? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Olivia's was one no. They told her that she was too happy and there wasn't a lot of range of emotions. Um, I think she thought her singing was going to like, it was going to pay off because she did a lot. Like the way she just yeah. talks and carries, it's always like singing, singing, like a singing, happy, cheer yeah. like, you know, calm down, give us something different. It's too much. We get it. You're a theater kid. No, just kidding. Yeah, I'm like, this is uh, reminding me of the senior <laughs> class president. What is it? Uh, ASB president. Like, calm the fuck down. We get it. It's seven o'clock. Oh, like, shut the fuck up. People in ASB. Yeah. yeah. Chill out. <laughs> and then Rose's did well apparently they loved it michelle made it a point to be like i thought it was directed at me because i give you a lot of shit and everything i give you you gave back and they all kind of liked it um is there anything else you want to mention about their commercials it was pretty bad no yeah the only ones that i liked were rose's and simone's and simone specifically i thought she should have gotten the solo win but that's just my my opinion (laughs) so they go backstage the judges critique and then untuck happens i didn't want it this week and you said you didn't want to do this so let's move right along um they come (laughs) back on stage and they they announce that simone is a winner of the challenge and not only that but rose is the winner as well did you think this this these commercials deserve the double win this challenge or was this like them doing the most no yeah i think simone could have just she was I was like she could be a solo winner I think Rosé her look her runway look pushed her over the edge and that's why they gave her the double win but I would have given it to Simone I was like okay what was me not everyone can be a winner in this life yeah like we need to have some winners we need to have some losers and Rosé was a loser in the situation like yeah her sorry want want get over it um the safe girls are Candy, Gamic, and Olivia, leaving Utica and Tina in the bottom two. Before we get into the quick lip sync, before it started, who did you think was going home? Utica, because that was her second time. Candy went home, went, would have gone home her second time. Um, Elliot went home their second time. I was like, oh, Utica. It has to be Utica. Especially because Tina, while she's been riding the fucking safe wave this entire time, I thought, okay, this is the first time they're actually giving her critiques that, you know, she's one note that she needs to change it up because they haven't fucking given her these critiques before. So I think, spoiler alert, she goes home. I think they did this, like they gave her these critiques because they knew she was going home. Like they didn't, there wasn't much to give. So they're like, we'll just shit on you with your, with your colors, with your aesthetic. I think Utica, it's her looks that always push her over the edge. And with Tina, there's her look can't push her over the edge the the looks are what keep her from going over the edge um (laughs) so yeah the lip sync song is my humps by black eyed peas what were your thoughts overall speaking like they're dancing they're i this again i I thought utica was gonna go home because throughout the entire lip sync she was still trying to be quirky or like hiding behind her quirky persona so i was like oh they're not gonna like that they're not gonna like the fact that she's not i don't know giving it her all or something but i don't Tina, neither one of them was memorable to me. I mean, after I watched it, I watched it twice. Um, I don't know. I I hate to say it, but I think Tina won that. Like Utica, like you Tina said, Utica could have won, right? Utica was hiding behind her quirky character, which yeah. doesn't always fit. And I feel like in this situation, to the song specifically, it didn't fit. It didn't match up. It was I just, enjoyed Tina. I mean, I'm not saying that Tina's a lipstick assassin, but in this situation, <laughs> I feel like Utica did lose and the only reason why people were uh, the only reason why i feel like she stayed was because i know the world of twitter was saying that utica had already won a challenge at this point and tina has and tina hadn't won anything and they like her aesthetic better than tina so they feel like well utica has more to offer so we'll just keep her instead i think utica should count her blessings again that she went (laughs) that she, she she went against somebody who isn't really that big of a threat in lip syncs so but has she gone against Candy? Had she gone against Simone? Had she gone against Rosé? 
this bitch would not have been there. <laughs> yeah, ugh, next week might be a different story, but that wraps up that episode there. Overall, it was an all right episode. Um, next week we see that they're having the roast, which is a, another staple challenge where they're going to be roasting Miss Congenialities, which as we saw in the trailer, they showed Nina West, which I don't really care for. You're going to watch this episode and you're going to see Tina 2.0. Nina West is the exact same campy, cringy comedy queen. Um, We also have Heidi in Closet, which she's known for her. She was actually on last season, season 12. She's known for her her gap tooth and her her quirky self as well. And then we have Valentina, which everyone knows that's my bitch. I'm excited. I feel like this episode is going to be a good one. What do you, what do you think? Um, yeah, I like it when we get, even though I don't fucking get the references, like with fucking Snatch Game, like with the two queens, like Porkchop and um, who was the other? Raven. Raven. With Porkchop and Raven. I was like, okay, I don't know who the fuck they are, but this is really fun. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that. So I'm excited. Um, I'm a little scared for Utica because third time will not be the charm, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it a couple seconds ago about, you know, the past girls going home having a second, you know, this is this, this them having to lip sync twice, you know, yeah. that's when they go home. We've actually had contestants go home on their fourth lip sync. Like you never know. There's no like rule, there's nothing. If you're a good lip syncer, yeah. you'll stay. But um Ooh, okay, but we'll see. Different. We'll see if Utica can bring her comedy chops because it is a roast and True. And she's anybody? always saying, I love comedy. I love comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah i think that wraps up this episode make sure to follow us on our social media make sure to, again more importantly than following us on social media make sure you follow the no bs podcast instagram account at no bs pod make sure you're tuning into every episode i am very appreciative i know daniel is super appreciative of you guys tuning in we've reached the 1000 listener mark i know we've recorded like maybe 5000 <laughs> episodes at this point but hey nonetheless we have our few listeners daniela any any comments yes again we said at the beginning if you guys want to get featured maybe you guys want us to shout your business out or something you maybe you don't even want to be a guest let us know dm us dm us i'm fucking drunk i'm slurring my words um our dms are always open if you ever want to suggest something you want us to tweak something we can't so just you know follow us on obs pod and have a good week you guys yeah thanks again for the hundredth time and we'll catch you guys in the next episode bye, bye.